Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We thank you. We praise you. We acknowledge you. We lift up your name above every other name, Lord. And we welcome you, Father, into our homes, across the screens. We welcome your spirit. May you move in a powerful, mighty way. Rebuild, restore, revive tonight, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a hand clap wherever you're at. Shout amen. Type amen in the comments. Come on, I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm, I'm Pastor Lou, I'm the Fullerton Campus uh, uh, pastor here, along with my wife. She introduced herself uh, just earlier, just with the receiving of the tithe and offering. And um, what a blessing it is just to be with you guys tonight on this midweek to continue our Galatians Bible study, which is so cool. I'm super honored to do that. Um, and, uh, and at this moment, allow me just to express our honor as well, not just for being here and being able to share uh, what the word has uh, has has been revealed to me and to my wife in this Bible study, but also just to honor our lead pastors. We have some amazing lead pastors who empower us to do stuff like this, who entrust us to deliver the message, uh, deliver the word, and go through the book of Galatians, and, and, and just through that study, and, and empower you and equip you, the church, uh, to carry on through uh, uh, the week, uh, through the month, and through the year. So we honor them. They're amazing leaders. They're amazing pastors. They've, uh, they've uh, spoken into our lives so, so uh, uh, in such an encouraging way as they do with you. So we love them. I honor my wife. Come on. I always honor my wife when I come up here. I honor my pastors. I honor my wife. Come on. I honor my children. We're a ministry family, and that's who we are. And uh, I, that definitely, when we're up here, we represent all of us. There's, it's us. We're a family of five. My, my daughter and, and my sons, they all serve in the house as well. My, they all went through the kids' church and everything. And we are a ministry family. This is what we do. We love God. We love Jesus. So we represent them. They don't get the mic. They don't get to be up here, our children. <laughs> but, uh, but we do represent them being up here. Honey, you have anything to say? No, I'm just excited to be here with you all tonight um, at midweek. And I'm so excited to go through this book of Galatians. I'm not going to lie because uh, we've been studying Galatians in our Bible college class. Shout out to FHBC, <laughs> Pastor Brian. I am learning things. Just like you know. So I was telling him, I'm like, hey, if Don't you want. Don't leave out PT and P Pastor Josiah. Oh, Come no, on no, no. They are too. But, but we're not going over Galatians in their class. We're talking oh, okay. about, right. yeah, All something right. now. Eschatology. <laughs> yeah. So I'm so excited about it. I told him, hey, if you want, I can give context. Let me know. Let me tell you. I can let you know what is the theme to Galatians, she who's did. the audience. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just so excited to be here tonight uh, going over Galatians with you. Yes, I'm excited too. Uh, I'm expecting big things to come out of the book of Galatians. We've been going through it, or, and then we got that pause because we had the, the revival nights, which was awesome. And now we're coming back into Galatians. Pastor, Pastor Brian and Alyssa, they did an amazing job, tremendous job. Um, and now we get to kick it off because they ended the chapter two, but we get to go into chapter three, which we get to unpack some things, some awesome things that I get to share with you. I'm fired up about, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. But before we move on, I do want to mention, because we got something very special coming up this weekend. You want to share with the people what that is? Oh, yes. I said it earlier, but yeah, I'm going to say it again. Marriage conference. Yep, again, yep. if you have not registered, make sure you register because 
No lie, spots are limited. It's already set up in here. I'm excited. Yep. I just walked in and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait. But um, like I said earlier, if you have not registered or maybe you're like, you know what? Um, I can't attend in person. Well, awesome. You can register and we'll send you the link to, um, to go ahead and stream it live. So make sure you register for that. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of exciting things coming up. We're going to hear from Pastor Saya, Pastor Marie. We have our guest speakers yep. coming. They're going to... Pastor Josiah told us, he's like, you guys are going to love them. Yeah. So Pastor I'm excited. G- Pastor Jimmy and Irene Rollins from I-5 City Church on the East Coast. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be tremendous. Come on out for that. Uh, register online because like my wife said, it's packed. Uh, you know, we're filling up quick. If you can't be in here, you can register online, get the link to you, and you can be a part of that. Rev up the romance in your marriage. Come on, fellas. <laughs> All right. With that being said, you know, I think we talked that up in, in, enough. We look forward to seeing you there. We're going to be there. We're going to jump behind the table. Let's crisscross, my love, and uh, let's just jump into the word. Um, but before we do, you know what? Let's pray. Let's pray. I'm sorry. I probably should have done that up there when we we're talking, but let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for our Galatians Bible study. We thank you for what you have spoken to us, me and my wife, and, and delivering, how, delivering it tonight to, to your church, Father. May you use us. May we are your clay. We are your conduits. May, may your spirit move through us, Father God. May the word go out unhindered by our own uh, motivations or influences, Father God, but may it be your spirit speaking through us and may it fall on the soft soil of the hearts out there, Lord Jesus. We thank you that your word says that it does not return void. So as it goes out, Father God, may it manifest itself in your people and grow them in faith, grow them in trust, grow them in their passion for the things of God, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody says, amen. Amen. Come on, type amen in the comments right there. Let us know that you're there. We have an online greeter team and prayer partner team on there too. So let us know. We love new guests and we love everybody uh, just interacting in that virtual lobby that's there. Um, you know, I always say is no takers are world shakers, but I get that from Pastor Josiah. And I don't want to go out with, uh, without sharing. I took a couple notes from Pastor Brian and Alyssa's last week because it was good. And I want to share some of the things. OK, and, and I'm, I'm a note taker just like you. I'm taking notes as well. And there's a couple things that they said, was, which was pretty awesome. Uh, Pastor Brian said, faith without actions is dead, not actions without faith is dead. I think Pastor, uh, Pastor Brian then Alyssa said, when there is no heart behind it, there's no power behind it. I thought that was a, such a powerful point right there. And not only that, but there's this one right here. It says, when, I forgot who said that. Pastor Brian, Alyssa, they're one, so you guys can both take the credit for this. But when we operate in faith and our actions accompany it, accompany it we are going to see God move in a powerful way. And I love that point because I think it helps set us up for what we're going to go over tonight um, as we continue to, to discuss, you know, the, you know, faith uh, and, and um, what, what, uh, what we believe. Um, Paul, at this time, just to, I don't want to assume that everybody's in the same spot that we're in. So I want to do give context to where we're at right here. Paul, in this time, he's speaking to the church of Galatia. Galatia was a region. If you look on a map, if you look at Turkey, central Turkey uh, on a map. And it's just a a group of churches in that area. um, And he's speaking to them. And at that time, these are churches that were just started with new converts. And then we had some other religious leaders that were there that were, you know, and when Paul left to go start more churches, we're undermining the teachings of, of Paul and what he was sharing of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, you know, Paul's coming back to fix some things and restore order in the church. Now, the order of God is super important because that's how he, he operates. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says that 
For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord of the Lord's people. Not all the congregations, you can flip that, take that word out and put all the churches. So God is a God of order. No matter what church you go to, God wants order in his church. He wants peace in his church. Above all else, he wants unity in his church. So Paul's in here to restore order. So he's speaking to the things like, man, you may have heard this from these other teachers, but they're not speaking it the correct way. I need to restore order and, and teach you, remind you of what I taught you. So that's where we're at. The order of God in your life will give you God's direction in your life. So how many of you want God's direction for your life? Well, just like the Galatians, it all starts with what we believe. So we're going to jump right into it. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. So honey, why don't you go ahead and read that for us. All right. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by observing the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning with the spirit? Are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Have you suffered so much for nothing? If it really was for nothing, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you? Because you observe the law or because you believe what you heard. Consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. I understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. The Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. Come on, somebody. You foolish Galatians exclamation point. <laughs> who has bewitched you? That's, uh, that's some pretty strong language coming from, uh, from Paul. Um, you know, and here we see the loving frustration. It's, it's a strong language, but it's a loving frustration that's coming from Paul because he's like, man, I came in here and I taught you these things about the gospel of Jesus Christ and how you've been set free. But now you've allowed these other teachers of the law to tell you and influence you that, that, that you have to follow these certain things in order to receive the, 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 the salvation from Jesus Christ and the work of the cross. So he's expressing like, some frustration. I think some parents can probably, you know, uh, identify with that because sometimes we tell our kids, hey, this is the way, way you should do it. This is what, you know, because if you do the other way, you might, you know, uh, be mistaken and, and fall into, a, uh, you know, some uh, mistakes that you don't want to learn type of thing. And, uh, and, and there's that frustration from the parent. I really feel that spiritual frustration as a spiritual father. Paul is here. Just that frustration, like, man, I taught you guys this way. So he's expressing to them, even though it's strong language, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He's just, just upset with the situation and, and just being frustrated. So him saying bewitched, and I just want to, you know, because that is strong language, is just, it's like him saying you are being hypnotized or you're under the wrong influence. Um, you have people influencing you, uh, your life that, that should not be influencing your life. You have started off with the gospel, but you are being clearly manipulated by your surroundings. Now, the point I want to make with this is that you can't allow your surroundings to manipulate what you believe in Christ, because that's what was going on in here. When once Paul left, the surroundings came, these teachers teaching the wrong thing, and they allowed the surroundings to manipulate what they believed in Christ. You have some thoughts? Amen. So good. Yeah. As believers, we need to be the influencer, not the influencee, right? Wherever we're at, wherever the atmosphere we're in, um, we should always 
uh, be representing. We're always representing Christ. So we got to be the influencer, you know. We can't be so easily influenced by, by our surroundings. And if you are, then you got to change your surroundings, whatever that may be. You know, you got to move out of that area or you got to move maybe move out of uh, your parents' place if it's toxic and things like that. Or, um, you know, I know, I remember we had to move out of our surroundings at one point in time. But um, I think it just goes on to, like, just continuing to make sure that, you know, we are not so easily influenced by things of this world, but that we are influencing those around us. That's good. I like that thought. For, for like, the surroundings, You if you are feel that you are being influenced by the surroundings and like, man, it's the people around me. It's the, it's the, the place that I go to. Then, then, then you shouldn't be going to those places and you need to surround yourself with, uh, with a different type of people, like-minded believers. You definitely got to remove yourself from those things. Uh, sometimes we pray God remove them, but sometimes God's saying, okay, I'm going to remove them through you. So you got to move in another direction from which direction they're heading in. So super important. We cannot be, uh, allow the surroundings to manipulate what we believe in Christ because uh, if we find ourselves in the wrong surroundings, it will definitely do that. Now, going back to Paul, you know, in this instance, you know, he's, he's, he's frustrated. He's like sharing with them, like, you know what, we need to get order back into the church, get order back into what we believe here. And, you know, he's telling them, if you been saved through Christ, then you must be perfected through him, not through the works of man or through the traditions of the law. You have to be perfected through Christ. And as we as believers, we must understand what that is. We must understand that as well as the Galatians needed to understand that. We need to understand that and, and how that comes through his word. It all, it's always going to come through his word. Whenever we get to the word, the word of God is what washes us. The word of God is what cleanses us. It's what empowers us. It what commissions us, it gives us hope, it refines us, it makes us better in ev every single way, every single day. It's always that. We could always look to have our ears be tickled by the, the fancy linguistics of the, the next person who's just preaching whatever, and, and, and that can fascinate us for a little while, but it will never sustain us like the Word of God can. So we always have to get back to the Word of God. And, you know, the, the Bible tells us, you know, because just as, the, as God uses people, so does the devil, okay? In this instance, we see the, the, the spirit behind these people try to undermine the, the gospel of Christ. You know, they were being influenced by, 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 the, by the enemy, by, by, by the devil, if you want to say. Uh, but, but also, what's true back then is also true today because the, as God uses people, the devil will use people. And we as believers have to understand, okay, God can use people to uh, try to manipulate his word uh, to influence me. How do we know? Because in the word of God, we see that Jesus is tempted three times by Satan himself using the word of God to try to manipulate Jesus to do uh, Satan's will. So the devil is, 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 is crafty, he is cunning, and he uses the same tricks of old as he does today. So we must be aware of people who use the word of God to manipulate it for their own personal agenda, for their own personal gain, just like Paul was trying to tell them in, in Galatia. So just because they are sharing, just, just because they're sharing the word, this is a point I have in here uh, with you, doesn't mean they are doing it on God's behalf. So we have to always 
be aware and use our discernment. The Bible tells us to test the spirits because sometimes things come our way and it sounds holy. It sounds spiritual, but it really isn't because it's not coming on behalf of God. So we have to understand, okay, so how, how do we do that? How do we understand that? And uh, it's through the word. The Bible says, and I got this. If you haven't gone to Connect Groups, man, you need to go to Connect Groups because I got this point that I'm going to give you from Connect Groups. First Peter 5 eight. it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And, uh, and, and I got this, like I said this scripture, but the, the, the point that I'm about to make came from another brother uh, in the connect group that I was at, which was at the Ray Flores connect group bonfire. You got need to get to that, man. That's an awesome connect group on Saturday night. But uh, um, I mentioned that the, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. And then, and then, then my friend Demires comes in and he says, you know, but the, the interesting thing about that scripture is that seeking whom he may devour. So you still got to give the devil permission to devour you, even though he's roaring, roaring, you know, roaming around trying to devour people. So how do we give permission to, to allow the devil to devour us is by not knowing our word and not testing the spirits and not using our discernment, not using our wisdom and, and, and allowing things to manipulate that into our lives. So we got to be careful, just not just men, but women, too. You know, it, it, super important as parents and, and you know, for our families, as, as we protect that as well. Amen. Amen. It made me think. So um, I shared this the other day, talking about connect groups. Um, in my connect group, Saturday <laughs> mornings, ladies, groups. 10 a.m. But um, yeah, so at my connect group, I was sharing. I said, hey, I was watching that movie. Um, we went on vacation recently. I'm like, we're watching that movie Wakanda. Yes, I know. It's not Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> they're all making fun of me because they're like, the movie Wakanda. I mean, Black Panther. Okay, so on vacation, we're watching the movie Black Panther. Panther and of course, the Black Panther is fighting to... Um, to um, protect his throne, you know what I mean? So a guy comes to fight him, and he wants to take over his reign. And so he stabs him with this huge giant, like, I don't know what it was or what's it called, huge rod, but what are those things called? Like spear, 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 yeah, a huge spear. And he stabs him, and the Black Panther is like hurt, you know, he's hurting and I loved it. And it just, I don't know why, but it jumped in my spirit because he's stabbing him and he comes and fights back by saying who he is. He's like, you know, I am the king of kings. I am this, I am that. And it made me think of like, man, devil, you try to always come at me. And I, he tries to come at me with um, spears. He tries to come at me with different things. But when I go and if I know the heart of God through my word and know what he says about me, I can, stand, you know, I can go back and I'm hurting, okay? Because these are moments that we are hurt, right? That things are coming at us. Well, we're jabbed. We are just, you know, it. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody or something got a knife and it went right in. And I will say, you know, I am Tina. I am the woman. I am the daughter of the most high king. And devil, you are not going to stop me. And I'm going to keep pressing in. And I'm going to keep rebuilding. And I'm going to believe that God's going to restore me. And I'm going to believe that revival is coming within my marriage. All these things, you know. But... But it, it, it all takes me back to that place, though. If I don't know those things about me, if I don't know what God's word or what the heart of God is, then it's hard for me to say those things because I don't even, what if I don't believe it in myself? 
You know, he said it with just such, I loved how he just said it with just some confidence, you know, even though he was hurting, you know, and to me, I was like, Tina, you got to stand up when you're hurting and you got to proclaim these things and you got to speak scripture because it's going to send the devil back to the pit of hell. And so I know I got it from a movie, (laughs) but literally it just jumped in something at me because I know sometimes, you know, the devil, he, he gets us good. And, and sometimes I feel like I'm hurting, I'm bleeding, and I feel like, man, I don't know if this wound is going to heal, you know. But when he does that, it just inspired me, like, I got to say who I am, and I got to wake up in the morning and say, you know, all these affirmations of who God says I am. That's good. I love that. That's awesome. You got to say with t- tenacity, with audacious tenacity. faith, come on, and, and, and who you are in Christ. And that's so important because if not, then you'll succumb to the spears or the arrows of the enemy trying to take you down, just like they were trying to take the the church of Galatia down. And Paul had to come in and let them know this is who you are. Come on. Let's go. Let's move on. Let's go into uh, verses two through four. And let me read this real quick before I jump into the point. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish after beginning by, by uh, means of the spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? And I, Paul's like, to me, like, man, he's on fire right now. He's like, he's like in this area right here, it's like kind of like a, um, imagine a lawyer uh, in a courtroom. He's just drilling the, whoever's on, on the stand and just coming out with questions because Paul knows the, the answer to these questions. Um, he knows what he's trying to lead them to. He's trying to lead them to, to a, a conclusion with these questions. And, and, and here he's just coming and coming and coming with those things. And I love how one of the questions was, after beginning by means of the spirit, are you not trying to finish by the means of the flesh? And the thing that stood out to me there was that you can't start in the spirit and expect to be perfected in the flesh. You can't start in the spirit and expect to be perfected in the flesh. And ultimately, the church of Galatia was allowing themselves to be influenced to think that they could be perfected in the flesh by following the laws. Yeah, you start in the spirit with the work of the cross, but, but Paul's gone, your leader's gone, so I'm going to come in under mine. The devil and the enemy's going to come in under mine. you got to work towards, towards, uh, towards what God has for you now. By following these laws. And I think that the, the enemy continues to work the same way. Like, man, many of you have come to salvation. Many of you have went to altar call. Many of you have been in worship and in, in the spirit and, you know, in your home, in your car. And you're just feeling the, the affirmation and the confirmation of God, of who you are and the blessing of God. And you've had an encounter with God. But then later on in that day, later on the next day, the enemy will come and tell you, nope, you got to continue to do this to consider yourself worthy. But little does, does the, or not little, the enemy does know. He's just trying to cover you, cover your, your, your eyes, cover your faith from knowing that you have been accepted through grace by the works of the cross. It's not what you do. It's what Jesus already did for you. It's what Jesus already did for you. And, and we can't, we as believers has, have to grasp onto that, that what was started in the spirit has to finish in the spirit. Our, our perfection has to, uh, in Christ has to be finished in the spiritual things, in the godly things, not uh, perfected in, in the flesh. We as believers should be constantly be perfected by the word of God and not by the word of man. We are not under the law anymore. We have been set free in Jesus Christ, as John 8, 36 says. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. 
Come on, type that with me. Free indeed. Type it again. Free indeed. Facebook and YouTube comment section should be blowing up. Free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed, the word says. By the work of the cross, he has set you free. We are set free by Jesus, by Jesus, the word, but it doesn't stop there. We also must uh, also want more of the word and crave the spiritual things of it as well. So with that thought, it brought me to 1 Peter 2. Two, like newborn babies, when it starts with, with the spirit, when it sp- starts with our salvation, we must crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. So we need the pure spiritual milk. We should crave it, the Bible says. Now, the Bible also talks about uh, milk, the milk of the word and the meat of the word. But in this case, Paul's saying we should crave the pure spiritual milk. And I always... I find it very interesting because many believers want the meat of the word, but don't like drinking the milk of it. They try to skip the the milk of the word. They say, man, I want the the deep things of the word, the theological things of the word. And they start, you know, uh, looking things to satisfy the deep things, but they skip the pure uh, milk of the word, the spiritual things, the foundational things of the word to get them to uh, a point of uh, revealing the deep things of the word. And we as believers always have to be craving that. It's great that we want to see the deep things, the theological things, the, the, what, the revelatory things, but there's certain things in here that we need to be craving always, always. Um, that comes through the word, the foundational things. You have some thoughts on that, honey? <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of the, um, it was so crazy in actually, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go back to Bible college. <laughs> Do it, Sorry, come on. But, FHBC, uh, let's go. Yeah, we're, um, we're studying eschatology, and I always get the other word wrong, but basically we're studying <laughs> well, re- revelation, not revelations. <laughs> Pastor Josiah, Pastor John. Don't See, add somebody, the S. Yeah. Don't add the S. Yeah, right? And uh, we did a study guide, and it really talked about, like, um, it asked a question, and it asked, like, why, um, what keeps your fire burning for God? Which is basically, like, what keeps you passionate about God? You know, and I know we're talking about the Word of God. And so it made me, like, really think, like, dig deep. I was like, and, you know, because some people you see, you uh, get so fired up and then you see it like die down or you see people walk away and I could never grasp that, right? And so I was like, what has kept me? What has kept me serving God for? It's going to be 13 years that I gave my life to Christ here at Freedom House Church. And so I really had to reflect like, why haven't I? Like what, what kept me, you know? And so I think it was just really just having those moments with God, just having those, those intimate times with God, you know, and a lot of them, I think I shared this before, have been in the shower because that's the only way I can get away from my kids. I believe they're teenagers, but all like, I feel like every time I'm trying to pray or get in my room, it's like, knock, 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 I'm hungry, you know, like <laughs> they're old enough to make their own food, but it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. If you have teenagers, you know, probably. We love you boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just something always comes, comes up, you know, and I'm just saying, you know, 
we need to have those moments. We need to, we, we can't be so distracted. Like we've been on Nehemiah and talking about distractions. One distract, a lot of distractions in our life is just our, our production, what's going on around us. You know, and for me, I was just like, it's just having those moments where God and just talking with him and him, you know, where you uh, have those ugly cries and just him just just really just feeling his presence, just feeling his presence. And I was just like, okay, because I'm always seeking after God. I'm always having conversations with God, you know, like on the car rides, things like that. But also just... um, I don't know about you guys, but I just noticed in my walk with God that God's personal. And um, God wants to be personal with you too. You know, we, uh, I was reflecting with my husband uh, earlier today how, how uh, God is so intentional and personal with me, you know, that I never realized until recently that um, when we had a, a hard time in our life financially, because we were talking about bricks and pastor's message and about burnt bricks and all this stuff, and, and one of our, our, our Goliaths have, has been finances. And we just been building brick by brick, giving by giving and things like that. And I told him, I just remember this time when we're, you know, we're building our bricks and our finances and some of them were burnt because we made poor financial decisions, to be honest. And, but even in that time that God was still so personal because he said, I remember he doesn't even like just the littlest things. I would remember like um, (laughs) that God would like. I, I wanted this hat, you know, in my mind, you know, like in my mind, I wanted a hat. And then next thing you know, I got a hat. I was like, no, this is crazy. Like, oh, I'm this hat. like, how did you know? You know, I was like, I mean, obviously I know God, you know, but I would be like the littlest thing, like people would go on Starbucks runs and I'd be like, oh man, I can't do Starbucks out of my budget. We can't do it. Can't financially do it. And then they would show up with like my favorite one. And I was like, oh my gosh, God loves me, you know? <laughs> And then the last but not least, I tell my husband, but I'm like, I love Jesus. I love my husband. I love my kids. I love my family, love church, but I love the 49ers. And I was telling him, so crazy. I've been to three games my whole life. And every time I've gone, we've gone blessed and we never had to pay to go to a game. And we've never paid for food. And that's where I'm seeing that God is so personal. And the only way is that God, God gets so personal when you get personal with him. You know what I mean? When you're willing to take the time to be vulnerable with him, he's like a father. You know, he loves you. He wants to gift you things. He wants to, to, to shower you with everything. I mean, think of us as parents. I want to give my kids the world. I want to give them everything that they ask for and even more. But at the same time, I know I can't do that. But I like to get personal with my kids because I know them. I know the very thing that is important to them. I know their character. I know their gifts. I know everything about them. And God knows everything about us. And he knows everything about you because he knit you. He formed you. He made you so wonderfully complex. Thank God. Because I was like, Lord, I'm complex. And in his scripture, he says we are. So it makes sense. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Thank you, God, you know. And I think it's so funny because we're talking about Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And in Bible college, we talk about Paul's mindset. And Paul's mindset, he's doing all these great things. But you know Paul thought of himself? He thought of himself as the chief sinner 
But yet he's speaking to these people. He's telling these people what God has spoken to him about the church, you know, about. And so I just think it's so amazing how God just uses, uses all of us <laughs> to do some amazing things because we are willing. And Paul was willing. And he was over here on his missionary journey. Yeah, another thing, Bible college. <laughs> In Galatia. And um, I'm just, I'm just so in awe of how, you know, and I just want to go back to just saying how we, we need to get in our words so that we can know God more and get more personal with God. That's good. And just, I love that thought is how you ended right now. Just, we need to get into God's word more, you know, cause I kind I think kind of just, just ties with what my point is. Many believers want the meat of the word, but don't like drinking the milk of it. And the Bible says, and this is when you said that, I wrote down in my notes in the back over here is Joshua 1.8. Check this out because this is so awesome. It says, this book of the law, meaning God's word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Can I get an amen on that? Now, we as believers are to meditate on the word. It's not enough to just read it every so often. We must meditate on it. Why? Because reading it is not going to get us to doing it. Meditating on it is. Meditate in it day and night that you may observe. So if you're not meditating, it's going to be very hard to observe and do the things of the word. So some of us have a hard time saying, man, I don't know why I can't serve. I don't know why I can't get to connect groups and get into relationships. I don't know why I can't kick this habit. I don't know why I still have this addiction over my life. I don't know why I still have this thing going on in my life. Well, are you reading the word or are you meditating on the word? Because if you're meditating on it, meditating leads to observing it and doing it. Don't just read the word, meditate on it. That's where you get the, the pure spiritual milk, the foundational things of what to do so, so, so it could produce a, a fruit in your life and, like, and, and it manifests itself in its life. So we must be perfected in the spirit through spiritual things, but that is manifested by, that is manifested by our flesh. So what does that mean? There's a certain, our flesh, yeah, we're not to be influenced by our flesh because our flesh can, can, can mess us up in time, trip us up at time, but we are to influence our flesh by how we are being renewed in, in spirit, by the reading of the word, the meditating on it, and, and that manifests itself through the flesh. How does it manifest itself? Galatians 522 20, uh, uh, to 23, the fruit of the spirit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the manifestation of what the, spirit, the, the word is doing when it speaks to our spirit and it washes our spirit and refines our spirit and cleanses us. And that manifests itself through our flesh. So how can you do this? Now, I don't want to just speak on this and not give you practical things because there's practical things that you can do. And I have a list here. Here are some of the things that you can do and you can write it down or maybe you find something that pops up in your head. But you can make sure you have the right influences in your life. We talked about influences earlier. The Church of Galatia, they had the wrong influence in their life. You, you, we must get the right influences in our life. We must examine our relationships, our friendships. The, the boyfriend might not be the, the, the one that you need right now. The girlfriend might not be the one that you need right now. A relationship like that, a romantic, intimate relationship like that might not be a relationship you need right now. You need to work on the relationship with, with God first. Examine who you call mentors. 
A lot of people like to throw around the word mentor. Oh, that's my mentor, and then that, that's the person I'm allowed to speak in my life. But examine your mentors. Don't have mentors who enable your deficiencies. Oh, that's good. Have mentors that, that will challenge them, yeah, that's good. that will grow you out of them. Because if you have mentors that are challenging, that are not challenging your deficiencies, then you will just become more deficient in that area of life that you're struggling with or dealing with it. So examine who you call mentors. If you're leaving every time a, a, a meeting with them, with, with who you allow to speak into your life, and in more of a negative way, more with a negative attitude, then they're probably not the right, right one for you. Filter what you listen to. Filter what you watch. This is a good thing that you're watching tonight. Come on, somebody. I applaud you right now. But uh, filter what you watch, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, or a movie, or, or whatever you're watching, videos. Filter what you read, because some of the things that you read, you shouldn't be reading. So many people are just caught up in so many things. And I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're current and you're up to date, but you're allowing a lot of what's going on in, in the world just to consume you. It's overtaking you and, with the, and, 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 and it's, it's keeping you down and it's putting the lid on your life. So watch what you read. Be mindful of who you follow with, on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, whatever else is out there, Twitter. Be mindful of what you're scrolling through. Those things, those practical things. But then here are these two things that are going to serve you best. Number one, you heard me say it with the first word, serve. Volunteer, you've been sitting in the seats. If you come on Sundays, if you're comfortable enough to come in the church, man, now it's time to serve. We're re- it's time to rebuild, restore, revive. And, and, and God didn't, didn't give you gifts so that you can sit on them. He gave you gifts so that you can use them, as in the Bible says, to build up the church. We talked about connect groups. That's another thing, building relationships. Man, that's such a practical thing. If you're not building relationships, then you're doing, you're doing life alone. You know, you're, you're, you're not meant to do it alone. God wants you to do it in relationship with other people, like-minded believers. We have connect groups going on right now. I, like I, I mentioned, that the, the men's connect group that I went to, I got my own connect group where I do mountain biking, which is awesome, and I love it. And uh, um, my wife has her connect group with women. There's so many connect groups that you can be a part of and step into relationship. And uh, these connect groups are, are a great place to get sharpened and for you to sharpen others because as, as you refresh others, you yourself will re- be refreshed, the Bible says. So, so, so those things, those are just a few things that are there for you to be a part of. Serve, connect groups, and all those other things I mentioned. If you have other thoughts that just came in your head, come on, write them down. Allow what's being said right now to, to challenge uh, you in a good way. Not in a way where you get all defensive, like, oh, I don't like what he's saying. Forget it. Go on to the next point. <laughs> go on to the next scripture. Go on to the next scripture. Yeah, well, it is that time. I am going to go on to the next scripture, and we're about to finish up right now. But I want to finish um, with Galatians 3, 5 through 6. It says, so again, I ask, does God give you his spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by you, your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And the word believed right there in the Greek is pronounced petsuyo. And this means to think to be true, to place confidence in, to trust Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or doing something. That's what it means. And I love how it says to place confidence in. So Abraham, it's saying that Abraham placed confidence in God. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. What is right standing? Being in right standing with God. So Paul is trying to tell the church of Galatia that it was credited to him to be in right standing with God through, through what he believed, through his faith. And he's telling them it's not through the law that you are to be made righteous. It's through your faith and what you believe, the work of the cross, that he has set you free. 
He's trying to bring them back to that. He, he, he brings them back to that by speaking of the story of Abraham, who we call the father of, of our faith. Now, Abraham, the story of Abraham, we have to understand there's the law, which the religious leaders were at that time influenced them that you got to follow the law. You got to follow the law. But then he tells them the story of Abraham, the father of our faith. He tells them uh, the story. And, and, and by telling them the story, he's, he's saying like the Abrahamic story, the Abrahamic covenant, the Abrahamic blessing that, that we're about to go over is, is it, was, it precedes the law. It came before the law and it was about faith. God never came to Abraham with a law or a list of things that he had to do. He came to him and, 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 and spoke to him. And Abraham, in faith, believed God. So what did he believe God for? God spoke to him about, about a blessing upon his life, of being a father of many nations. The Bible says in Galatians 22, 1 through 2, this is a story where we, where we find his faith that brings him into right standing. He goes, sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, here I am, I repl he replied. This is, God, this is Abraham saying to God, here I am. Here I am. That's a lesson right there. Don't, don't, say, don't, don't hide from God. Just say, God, here I am. Here I am. And God spoke to him in verse 2. It said, then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. So, so God's telling Isaac, uh, or Abraham, you got to sacrifice your only son. He's a father, his only son. In his head, he's thinking like, man, how am I supposed to sacrifice? God, you're telling me to sacrifice my only son. You got ima imagine the, 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 the anguish that he's going through. Like, man, this is God, but this is my son. And, and, then, and then he's got mind things going on in his head because he knows, he knows in Genesis chapter 17, he knows that when God blessed them, to, that he would be a father of many nations and there would be a blessing upon him and, and, and the blessing would come through him, that the blessing would come through his son. In, ver, in verse 21 of seven, Genesis 17, said, but my covenant, my promise to you, I will establish with Isaac. This is before Genesis chapter 22. He said, I will establish it through Isaac. So God's telling him, you got to sacrifice your son, the one who I told you that, that, that the blessing was going to come through him. So Abraham's like, man, how's the blessing going to come? I'm already old now. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, 100 years old. And I'm like, God, like I'm getting old. And you're telling me, my son, uh, that I have to sacrifice him. And, but, but you promised that through my son, I would get the blessing. Have you ever been put in that position where like God has showed you something, but then God has asked you to step away from it? And then you're like, so like, this is the one, God. He's the one for me. She's the one for me. You believe it with all your heart, all your heart, but God said, nope, not right now. Pastor Marie likes to say this all, all the time. This is the right, the right thing at the wrong time is, is the wrong thing. Well, in this case, you got things going on in, in Abraham's mind. I can only imagine because I'm a father myself. And, and I know you're reading this like, man, is this a contradiction of, of who God is and his character? No, because God is not a liar, but, but God is a tester. The Bible says God tested Abraham. Then say God lied to Abraham, go sacrifice his son. He was testing Abraham and his faith at that time. So there are moments where God will allow our faith to be tested. Okay, and hear me on this. Not so that he can see us fail, but so that he can see us rise to the occasion. Because if you are being tested by God, that means you have been equipped by God to pass the test. So if you keep falling backwards in those tests, then it's not because God hasn't equipped you. 
It's because you haven't been using the tools that he's given you or latching on your, yourself onto that word that he's given you to pass the test. God equips you to pass his tests and to rise above whatever it is he's testing you so you can rise to another level of faith, another, another level in your journey with God, an, another level in, in, in this life, another level of blessing. He'll test you. Make no mistake, God is not a liar. He wasn't lying to Abraham, but he, was, he will test you. Genesis 22, 7 through 8, jumping down in the, in the, in the Abraham and Isaac story, Isaac, his son, spoke up to Abraham, his father. He says, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the, father, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. So you see here that Isaac himself was questioning this plan about going to sacrifice something. But Abraham knew he had faith. Because this is where his faith was tested. Yes, God told me that the blessing was going to come through my son, but he also told me that, that, that I was to sacrifice my son. But I know that God is not a liar, and he doesn't go against his word, and he doesn't go against his character. So my faith is in his word that I'm, yeah, maybe I'm being tested, maybe I'm not, but I believe and have the confidence in God to know that he will provide another sacrifice because I'm being obedient to his word. He's placing confidence in his word. God doesn't look to the actions, but he looks to the faith which prompts the actions. And that's what he was looking at in Abraham. Do you have something to say right there? Yeah, so um, it was just making me right now just think of, uh, I feel like this testing that some people might be thinking, like, I'm going to fail. There's some people out there thinking that they're going to fail because they don't feel like they can pass the test. Right, but, te- uh, but Jesus is the best teacher. So he's been teaching you all along. So when you that test come, he's not setting you up to fail. He's setting you up to pass, unlike some teachers, but he is setting you up to pass. He has given yeah. you, he has equipped you. He has given you all the necessary tools. It's in here, he said it. We've been studying it all of Galatians. It is in here. He told Abraham exactly what was gonna happen. And like he said, he's not a liar. God is going to come through. He comes through every time. The test is hard. The test is hard. We got to prepare for the test. It takes us preparing. It takes us going and studying and and, and studying each afternoon, every single day. We got to take, we got to prepare and we got to study for that test because there's going to come a day when it's going to come up. Just like when we are in school, we got to study for a test, right? We can't just be thinking, oh, it's just going to, um, it's going to magically appear. <laughs> just be like me putting my head in this book and I'm just going to memorize it. It's going to come. No, no. We got to study and we got to pre- be prepared for that test. And I love that God is the perfect teacher. He's a master teacher. He is our professor. He is going, he has prepared us not to fail. You have not failed. You are not a failure. If you are out there and you're feeling like 2020, I failed. 
Well, let me tell you, let me tell you real quick, we are in 2021, so goodbye 2020, we are in rebuilding, restoring, and reviving, that's not a word for just like me and him and everybody in here, no, that is a word for you, stop believing that it's not for you, it is for you, I feel like there's somebody across online, I don't know where you're at, but you're believing that can't be for you, but that is for you, because God is good and he wants that for you. That's good, honey. Thanks for sharing that. I got this, the last two verses, okay? And we're going to tie it up right now, okay? Verse 7 and 8. Understand then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announced. Okay, so this, this word announced, if you look in other, other uh, um, translations, it will say preached. Announce, preach, the, and announce and preach the gospel in advance to Abraham. All the nations will be blessed through you. John 1, 1, 1, 1 uh, through 2. The Bible says that in the beginning, come on, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He being Jesus was, uh, was with God in the beginning. So here we see that, 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 that God was preaching to Abraham, the word. He was preaching to live by faith to Abraham, to walk by faith to Abraham, to lead yourself by faith. And the same thing that he preached to Abraham, he preaches through uh, to us through his word. He was preaching to have faith in the word, preaching to trust in his word. He was preaching blessing through his word. He was preaching righteousness through his word. He was preaching salvation in his word. God was preaching the word. He was with him in the beginning, it says. In the beginning. So Jesus was the word. The word was God and, and he was with them in the beginning. So God was preaching Jesus. Let's stand to our feet right now. And I want to finish with this thought because it's so cool. God was preaching Jesus in the beginning. Now, in, 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 uh, uh, when you study the Bible, you find that there's certain pieces of scripture that are Christophanies and also foreshadows of, of, of who Jesus is. So in this scripture, the story of Abraham, the story of Abraham and Isaac, his only son. Does that sound familiar? God and his only son. Abraham and his only son was a foreshadow of what Jesus was to do, what God was gonna do with his son Jesus at the cross. Because we see Abraham with his only son to send his, his son Isaac to, to be sacrificed. He even, the Bible says that, that Isaac carried the wood on top of his back. Jesus carried the cross on his back. That was a foreshadow of what was to come. That whole story of faith of Abraham and believing in God's word was a foreshadow of what was to come when Jesus went to the cross. And when we believe in his word in, or in his work of the cross, then we are made in right standing with him through faith by receiving of the work of the cross. God was preaching Jesus to Abraham this whole time. And to this day, he still preaches Jesus to all of us this whole time. That it, we are made to be in right standing with him through the work of the cross, through Jesus, not by, not by our works, not by the law, as Paul was trying to get to the Galatians to let them know it's not by the law, not by your works, but it's by faith as it was for Abraham. It show it, so it should be for you as you believe more and more by faith 
that the work of the cross is what cleanses you, is what brings you to salvation, what brings you into relationship with Jesus. It's the work of the cross. So if you're out there and you're wondering like, man, what do I gotta do? What do I gotta do? It is by faith. That's what you gotta do. Faith in the work of the cross and what Jesus has already done for you. You don't have to go do other things. God has already done it for you. When you receive that, then you step into relationship with him. Then you can step into, the, in, in, into what's next for you. But it all starts with that, the cross, the cross. I feel this to do this right now. Put up Romans 10, 9 right now. Put up Romans 10, 9. It is through the work of the cross. And, and, and I'm not, normally I say this at the end, but I'm going to do it right now. It's through the work of the cross that you are saved through Jesus Christ. Now in Romans 10, 9, the Bible says, they put it up there for you, if declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now in, in Galatians chapter 3, I believe it was verse 6, that Abraham believes God. Well, that word believe in Romans 10, 9 is the same word as that word believe, pitsuyo. To have confidence in. So as Abraham had confidence in God to do what he said he was going to do, this right here, Romans 10, 9, you can put it back up there for them. Romans 10, 9, it's the same word. When you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and have confidence in, in your heart, belief in your heart, and have that faith that it's not by your works, but it is by your faith that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. And I don't know if, 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 who this is for, but some of you, this is your moment and this is your time to say, God, that's me. I, I had the faith to believe with my heart that through the cross that I can step into a relationship with you and I don't have to do anything else but to confess you, Lord and Savior, and believe in my heart that, that you died on the cross and were buried. The work is the cross is what makes me right. This moment's for you. So I want to invite you into that relationship right now because this, God ordained this for you. So if you want to receive Jesus, you want to step into relationship with him, you want to step into that faith as Abraham did when he had faith and the confidence in knowing that God would provide for him that, that, that moment. I feel like, man, this is your moment to know that God is going to provide for you. God is going to lead you. God is going to bless you. God is going to change you. God is going to bring something new into your life. This is your moment. This is your time. And on count of three, what I want you to do is I want you to type, I want Jesus in the chats. This is for, in the chat. This is for you, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. If you want to receive Jesus right now, you want to have confidence in the work of the cross. This is your moment. On the count of three, one, two, three. Type in, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Now's your moment, now's your time. This is the, the, the time when things change for you. No longer will you be the same, but you will be different. No longer will you be, be the same old, but you will be something brand new as 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, whoever's in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. So if you type that, or maybe you haven't even typed that, but you want it, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross, you were buried, and you rose again by the power of the Holy Spirit. I receive you now, and I will follow you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody says amen. We clap for you, we celebrate for you. Come on, your life has just changed. 
because of your belief. Come on, let's sing this out. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.